minutes away from your team's first right title. Right it's only one quarter till your name hangs with idols. Preparation, everything, fundamentals, vital. Each game is survival. Never be trusted. I ride a diesel through your town like the Miami Heat. South Beach, they be showing us love. Takes it up. Tip-off time on the NBA 2K League Show, brought to you by Rode Microphones. Studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. The NBA 2K League Show is your source for NBA 2K League coverage each and every week. I am your host, Kevin Draves, joined by my NBA 2K League analyst, Rob Hess, covering the best of the best, not the rest of the rest. So normally when we do the rebuild series for a team, we just kind of cut it off there. But with this rebuild of the Charlotte Hornets, this team was so incredibly good and talented, I could not do that. Now we're not continuing the rebuild necessarily. The goal now is actually relocation because just looking at the way this is working, there's something, there's just something wrong with this team in Charlotte. I don't know why I'm not – I just want to see what happens if we move it to a different city because there's no way this team is as bad as it has been. Let's just look at this roster. I mean, seriously, look at this roster. We have D'Angelo Russell. He's a 93 overall is our starting point guard. Our backup is an 81, just 22 years of age, and our third string is a is 78 and a 23-year-old. How about our shooting guards? Let's look at that. You have a 92 overall Donovan Mitchell, who, by the way, really seems to be the weak link somehow. We have Devin Reed – who the reason we picked him up is because he's a fantastic perimeter defender as our backup shooting guard, a 79 overall, 28 years of age, and he's the oldest player on the team. How about the small forwards? A 95 overall, 23-year-old R.J. Barrett, 86 overall, 23-year-old Nasir Little. We have Miles Bridges, 85. He's 25. We have Patrick Baldwin, 84, and a 20-year-old. That's it. How about this? Power forward, 88 overall, 22 years of age, Isaiah Mobley, and his backup, a 76 overall, just 20 years of age. And then we haven't even gotten into the centers, which is one of our deepest positions. 24-year-old Moses Brown, 85 overall. His backup, Moritz Wagner, is an 81. You then have, we have a two-way player, Alvin Howard, who has now jumped to a 76 overall, 21 years of age. We have Dwight Watkins, who the reason we picked him up is because his inside defense is an A. He's just 22 years old, 74 overall. I mean, you're talking about just dominant players. Lionel Schultz was a two-way player. He's all the way up to a 74. He started at a 61. We also drafted Tom Tate in the second round. He's a 73. This team is arguably the best team I've ever put together in these rebuilds, and they can't even get to the playoffs. Or when they do, they immediately lose in the first round to a team that's much worse. On top of that, they have an amazing coaching staff. I mean, top, top-tier coaching staff. Brad Stevens is your coach. Scott Brooks is your assistant. I mean, you can't ask for much better than that, and yet the team can't win. And so I have to ask, maybe moving in from Charlotte, maybe that's going to help. I don't know. We're trying, what we, we're trying something. And on top of that, how about the luck we've had? This team went from the 14th 
overall selection. So we were in the draft lottery last offseason, 14th, and we jumped all the way up to one. Now this year we were in ninth. We dropped, we dropped, or we jumped all the way up to two. I mean, this team is continuing. They couldn't be luckier. Fantastic drafting. Everything is going in the right direction. And yet we sit here and the team can't win games. I mean, what's that? And 96% team chemistry. I mean, we have everything going for it, and yet the team cannot win games. If you looked at the roster for the team that won the championship, you would laugh compared to what we're working with. So let's just look at that real quick. So the team that won the championship, shockingly, is the Nets, which I think tells you what kind of a bizarro universe we're living in in this simulation. Now, it's not a terrible team. It's, it's got some decent players, but not as good as us, and it's not, it's not even that close. So Cole Anthony was the finals MVP. He's an 89 overall. He's a really good player. No question about it. So they have Cole Anthony. And by the way, Cole Anthony is their top player. They have literally no one in the 90s. They have Cole Anthony, Bam Adebayo are their two top players. Jared Allen's pretty high up there, but right there, two of your top players play the same position. And neither one of them is a power forward. You have Romeo Langford is an 86. You have Kevin Porter Jr. is an 86. And then you have Karis Levert, who is an 86. And think about that. We're now six players deep, and we haven't had a single small or single power forward. And the closest thing to a power forward that's on this roster is, a, I mean, as far as top-tier talent, Antonio Coles, an 86 overall, 21 years of age, is a small forward who can also play power forward. And then you have Allen Williams. I'll give him credit, actually. The one thing that they have that's pretty incredible is that only one of the players on the team is not in the 80s. So that's impressive. But we went down the list. Not many of our players are not in the 80s either. We have a better squad, and yet we can't even get out of the first round. So, again, that's what we're going to try to do here. Now, we, are at, we went to the pre-draft workout just to see the kind of talent we're looking at in the draft. It's not a great draft class. The top player is 24 years of age. Generally, when that happens, you're struggling a bit. And, unfortunately, looking at the list, now, I didn't see it get passed, but there's nobody young. Everyone is old as dirt. As far as the NBA draft is concerned, I get that 23 years of age is not old. But in terms of the draft, it is. In fact, in the top like 30 or 40 top players, one player is 19. All the rest are fairly old. So it's not a great draft to have a pick in. In fact, what we're going to do is we'll probably trade our draft pick and just trade it for future considerations just because there's no, there's no benefit to having this top pick if it's not going to actually net us a top player. Oh, and I should correct myself. We have the third pick, not the second, but still impressive to move up nonetheless. So we'll do some trades here. We'll take a look at what we can change, and then eventually we are going to relocate the Charlotte Hornets to somewhere else. We, we shall see, given, given the options that the, the game has built in, maybe it's time for a return to Seattle for a team. Uh, we will take a look at that point. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, and we are the NBA 2K League Show. All right, so we end up making a number of trades in the offseason to try to shake things up a bit, but eventually we are going to also move the team to a city that maybe has better luck. I don't know. It seems like it's been a long time since the Charlotte Hornets were truly relevant in the East, which is kind of sad given how bad the East is. seems like every year they're kind of stuck in mediocrity, so our hope is maybe moving them somewhere else is going to uh, change that. I don't know. Jumping into – so one thing we did do was we took the third pick and the 19th pick – traded it for two unprotected future firsts. Uh, one was from a team that was a top five pick. 
And then the other pick was they had the rights to someone else's unprotected pick down the road. So we'll take two first-round unprotected picks for the future. That's definitely going to help out. Now, for this segment, we're not necessarily limiting ourselves to five years, although maybe that will end up being the amount of time we go through. But I want to see what we can build. I think we've got uh, some pretty good options available to us. We did make a few trades in the offseason, and we'll go over that when we get to the roster portion. Uh, one thing we haven't touched on much uh, in, the recent in the recent simulations we've done is how important it is to have, number one, you have to have a trainer that's an A or better. And the reason is when you get towards the end of the offseason and you jump into training camps, you can then take players and go into the untapped potential and just make them that much better. I mean, that's, that's, really, that's really what we're trying to do here is, is take good prospects and make them into great or amazing prospects. And that's what you can do from the training camps, which is one thing to keep in mind. So we're going to go through, and there's a number of players on this squad that are, are really, really talented, but that, let's say they're only an A-. minus. Let's get them to an A+. Plus. We have options as far as that is concerned. Or going from an A+, plus to, a, to a better A+. Plus. That's the other thing you can do, too. But this is by far, in my mind anyways, uh, the best use of m the training camps is going in and actually making these players uh, higher end in terms of what their value is potential-wise. It just it makes your team that much better in the long run. Now you always want to make sure you check it though. So if you so this is on Xbox One. If you use your right stick and go to the player, and then once you're in there, you would go to attributes, scroll all the way down, and at the bottom it has potential. Now obviously the top rating for potential is 99. So generally, if you get a guy to somewhere in that 97 to 99 range, that's really that's where you stop. So if you're at 97, I guess you could use a camp on a guy to get him to 99. For example, R.J. Barrett currently on our team is a 97. But he's a 95 overall at 23 years of age. There's really no point in giving him those extra two. There's other players on the squad that probably make a lot more sense that are younger that we can take to that next level. And it probably makes, you know, it already makes a little more sense. And then also, if you can, trying to take into account the position the player is. So if you're getting guys that are maybe at a position that you have a lot of players at and you maybe avoid that position and go to someone else that maybe is a position of need more so when you're sending a guy to a training camp. So we'll jump into the next season now. So in the season here, we are going to start with taking a look at relocation, which is going to be important. I'm thinking one place I wouldn't mind relocating to is Las Vegas, Nevada. Going downtown, baby. And that's what we're looking to do. And we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think we've got some pretty good options here, but I think Las Vegas tends to be one of the best places we could choose. All right, so taking a look at the roster of the now Las Vegas Hornets. This is, uh, we'll start position by position. We have D'Angelo Russell, Erno Duganix, Kobe White, and then we actually picked up and we got him for four years, 13 million. So we got him for a steal, and there's a big reason for this. So we got, it's a fourth, he's a point guard, shooting guard. He's only six foot one, so probably not a lot of point guard, or sorry, not a lot of shooting guard, but... He was an A-plus for three-point range at just 21 years of age. To me, that was a no-brainer. And then our two-way point guard, we have Alexi Joseph, six foot two, 21 years of age. He is only a 64, but he's a two-way player. Sometimes those guys get pretty good, so it's worth taking a flyer on him. There was a really high-end two-way talent, 19 years old, power forward. He was either a 68 or a 69, but he did choose to sign with a different team. Not that I can blame him, considering we haven't had a lot of success. We kept Donovan Mitchell, obviously. He signed to a long-term deal. And then we actually signed Devon Reed to a long-term deal as well. The reason is we actually 
he wasn't asking for a ton of money, and given how good he is as a perimeter defender, I think it made a lot of sense value-wise. We have R.J. Barrett still, Nasir Little, Patrick Baldwin, and then we did grab a wing two-way player, 67 overall, 21 years of age. His name's Maurice Larson, six foot nine, and like I said, 21 years old. I mean, you can't get much better than that. If he jumps into like let's say 74 or 75, he ends up being a great prospect, and we didn't even have to draft him. So that's pretty cool that we were able to take advantage of a really quality free agent that we can use as a two-way player. Now, for anyone that's not aware, the best use, the best way to get two-way players and to figure out which guys is you can sort by two things. You sort by age and you sort by their expected salary. So if you sort by age, so go to the age column, go to the top, and then you sort that by clicking X if you have Xbox One, for example, and you go to the, the lowest age players, and then you scroll over to salary, click it twice. The first time you click it, it'll bring up the top salaries expected. The second time, it brings the lowest. And so anyone on that list is going to be young and have a low salary expectation and is willing to then accept a two-way contract. So that's how you end up getting a pretty good two-way squad. One thing I will say, I really hope that eventually uh, 2K does a more advanced version of the the G League. I think it'd be kind of fun to be able to play as G League teams, maybe run your minor league team that way. So I think that's something that 2K could definitely look at that could be a nice feature for future games forward position so moving on from the small forwards our power forward positions we have isaiah mobley and musa diabate we have moses brown at center we did actually make a trade for victor Wembanyama. what's cool about him so we were traded him plus a first round pick for moritz wagner and this is crazy so he's a center 20 years of age already an 80 overall so absolutely fantastic we were very fortunate to get him seven foot one so a true center, he's listed as an elite interior defender. Strength, vertical, and lateral quickness. Plus, we still have our t- second-round pick from two years ago, Tom Tate. And then we also have Dwight Watkins. So we've got a great center lineup. And all these guys, you know, our top guy, Moses Brown, is signed long-term. We do only have Victor and Tom Tate for one more season, but hopefully we can sign them to some contract extensions. And we also have some good flexibility because some of those players are able to play multiple positions. So we're, we're pretty set as far as the team is concerned. And again, we have moved to Las Vegas in hopes that getting out of Charlotte maybe is some sort of a change. I don't know, just a change of scenery maybe makes this team look a little better. we got a fantastic squad, a fantastic coaching staff, and hopefully those two things together will equal success. Jumping ahead now to the midway point of the season looking at trades, looking at the All-Star Game, and we will go from there. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and we are the NBA 2K League Show. This is a relocation now of the Hornets. We are now the Las Vegas Hornets. So far, it looks like the relocation was exactly what the doctor ordered for this team. 35-17, and 17, we're already almost, we're on our way to having the best record, and we're not even halfway through the season, if that tells you everything. So 35-17, and 17, the team looks absolutely fantastic. So apparently, Las Vegas, that is the place the Hornets needed to be. Now, we probably could have chosen other places, but as a, as a huge fan of the city of Las Vegas, I go there almost every year. It's a ton of fun. Anyone that's a fan of the NBA knows what a great time it is to go during the summer league. And so this is just what the Hornets team needed. And I, I'm very pleased with what we've been able to build. This is a very talented roster. Again, one of the most talented, if not the most talented rosters we've ever built doing these scenarios. And I was so surprised that the team wasn't able to do better. And all of a sudden, we're out of Charlotte. And I'm sorry, Charlotte fans. We had to do it. 
we had to see what could happen if the team was somewhere else. And you know what? It's been fantastic. And the team is really striving and really uh, reaching its peak. And we weren't able to do that for some reason in Charlotte. Looking at the team, there's not a lot of guys that are actually willing to or able to resign. Most of the players are ineligible. The only player that was eligible was our third or fourth string center. So not exactly ideal, but it's a guy that you want to hold on to because of how good his interior defense is. And we don't want to... We don't want to rock the boat. As good as this team is playing, we're going to pass the trade deadline. We're not going to make any changes. And we are going to jump into the second half of the season full force. I love this team. 91% chemistry, 38-18. and 18. So the second half of the season is already off to a pretty good start. We're getting wins. We're one win away now from 40, and we just hit it. 40-18. and 18. This team is skyrocketing to the top of the league, and I absolutely love it. Hopefully they can continue this. It's It's been a lot of... Uh, a lot less up and downs in this season. Now, the year is 2024 for anyone keeping track of kind of where we're at in these simulations. So it's 2024. The team is now 43-21. and 21. Now, two more wins, and we've passed the greatest record this squad has had in these simulations. So 44-38 and 38 was the tops we've ever reached. We are about to, boom, there it is, 45-22. and 22. We now have the best record this team has ever had. Now, it's obviously the most talented team they've had, too, as all the players have continued to get better and better. But if you look at last season and the season before that, all that talent was there. You had that great coaching staff, and it didn't make a difference in Charlotte. All of a sudden, change of scenery. Got to love that weather. Maybe the players like to gamble a little bit. I don't know what all is going on behind the scenes. Obviously, 2K doesn't go that in depth. But we just passed 50 wins. We're at 51 and 52 and 24 as we just beat last year's NBA champions, the Nets. So this team is on fire right now. Couldn't be playing better basketball. You know, it's always funny. I, I notice when you get into the later seasons, you'll have a lot of times where in a, in a span of like two or three days, you'll play the same team twice, and it's rare you win both. We just played the Knicks two games in a row. They blew us out of the water in one game, and then we destroyed them in the next game. So I don't know how that works. We have finished the season. How about this? 56-26. and 26. So blowing our previous best record out of the water. MVP, we'll start with the superlatives. MVP is Nikola Jokic. We have Julian Newman, Rookie of the Year. For anyone that doesn't know who that is, by the way, Julian, wait a minute. So this was actually, this is crazy. So this is a 2K-created roster, and they created a real player. Unless, unless he just wasn't used, maybe. It's possible that maybe 2K or no team used him previously. But Julian Newman's a real player. And if you aren't aware who he is, I, I suggest you look him up. Lots of, his, lots of his videos. He's in high school currently. Lots of his videos are available on YouTube. He's a fun watch. He really is. Uh, sixth man of the year is Jalen Leck. Defensive player of the year is Anthony Davis. Most improved is RJ Hampton. And coach of the year is Mike Budenholzer. I believe that's the second year in a row he's won that award. Looking at the All-NBA teams, All-NBA first team, second team, and third team. Oh, we don't make the list. I thought we had a chance. We've got a pretty solid squad. No one makes the list there. Looking at All-Defensive, no one makes that list. And I'd be pretty shocked if we had any rookie guys make the list because our only rookies would have been players that wouldn't have played much. So, nope. No rookies making the list there. What did we finish? So, we finished as the two-seed in the East, which tells you just how good... The Hawks were Hawks finished 57 and 25. They were one game in front of us. We were 56 and 26. We are taking on the Boston Celtics in the first round of the playoffs. We are up one game to zero. One game to one. So this is actually looking like it did previously. We are down two games to one. 
All right, so maybe the problem was not... Okay, now we're down three games to one. So maybe Charlotte wasn't necessarily the problem. I'm a little surprised at how poorly this team plays. We lost by one point just now in game four. All right, game five. Can we, can we win game five? We can. All right, we won game five, game six. Let's take a look at the box score and see who's doing what. We're getting uh, 21 points from D'Angelo Russell. Again, we're getting not great... I want better production out of Donovan Mitchell. 12 points, six assists... Well, three steals, two rebounds, but I expect more from him. One of three from three. I think three-point shooting has been a real issue for us, other than Nasir Little. Nasir Little was five of six from the three-point line. But, like, Baldwin, who was one of our young players, 0 of six from the three-point line, that's not going to get it done. So here we are, game number six. Can we even the series? We cannot. We've been eliminated. That's ridiculous. This is a talented team. So our most successful by far regular season. So we've got that going for us. But I have no clue how we continue to lose in the playoffs. It's not just a young team anymore. We have talented, like over-the-top talented players. And some of them are a little, a little older. You know, D'Angelo Russell's sitting at 26, 27. You've got Donovan Mitchell that's sitting right up there. You know, he's like 25 years of age. I'm a little surprised that this is the way it's working. It looks like the champions are going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's take a look at what this team has, the Timberwolves here, because I'm very, very interested as what they're doing with this team. So they have Carl Towns and Andrew Wiggins are the main guys, uh, Bobby Portis, Jalen Smart, Kevin Knox. But overall, this is not, this team is not better than our team. We have a better squad than this. How about the Pacers who end up making the championship? You know, we've got a better squad than them. The only Well, they've got Jalen Green. And we've talked about this in the past. Jalen Green, whoever made that draft class and created Jalen Green, did a fantastic job. That is an amazing player they've made. And he, he almost single-handedly seems to get people to championships. So he's been really, really, really exciting to watch. Anytime you can get him, I, I strongly suggest you do so. So we're at the league meetings here. It looks like uh, after... Teams will enter the bonus after one team following the final two minutes. That's the only thing that got passed. Not a huge difference, although it takes away that foul to give. So when you're at the end of a quarter or end of a half, you don't have that foul to give anymore, for example. So that's something to watch for. Jumping to the draft lottery, we'll see if any of the picks we traded for, and it actually worked out to our favor quite well, as we traded for the Clippers pick. Clippers have the best odds at the number one overall pick, although our lottery luck has run out. We had the best odds to get the first pick, and we dropped down every spot we possibly could down to pick number four. So not exactly ideal. We do have one position that we do need to fill as far as the staff is concerned, and it's arguably the most important as far as player development, and that is trainer. There's only one trainer available that is an A, and so it's super important we get him. You definitely have to overpay for some of these guys, but it's worth it. Um, overpaying for them is it's definitely something you want to do because – you have to get those extra training camps if you're going to get your team to that next level. All right, so we jumped to pre-draft workouts in the offseason, taking a look at who is available. The best player available in this draft, it looks like, is going to be a center. He is a Euro prospect. He's 20 years of, 22 years of age and 80 overall, but 7'7 seven seven wingspan, 7'1 seven height. Pretty good. Uh, but uh, after him, and there's a pretty good shooting guard prospect as well, but after that it really drops off, and there's some older, some really old players and having the third pick could end up being not great, but we don't really have a lot of options. We can see if we can trap to that first pick because it might not be a bad option, but I think what we're going to do is just stay at four and hope for the best because it'd be nice to not have to give up any more assets. 
We've already done that a few times just to get some of these picks. And so if we can hopefully one of those guys drops to us, we'd be pretty, pretty pleased. And yes, we were very fortunate as that Pavlo, the top player in the draft, the Euro prospect. Now he's a center, which is the downside, but he is the top prospect and we could wait a year on him. He's a tenacious rebounder is what they list him as. What we're going to end up doing is taking the second best prospect, who I think would end up eventually being the better prospect, is actually a 20-year-old, 77 overall, six foot eleven shooting guard, Quinn Augustine. We're also going to take a chance that maybe the next, that player drops a little bit to when we have a pick, although that's a ways from now. We have a pick at 18. I figured it was worth a shot just to see if the European prospect did drop. He did not. But if we can see if he's available as one of the players from the team that drafted him, maybe we can trade for him and help out our future. So we'll take a look at that, finish up the draft, and then jump in to the rest of the offseason. Right, so we lost a few players that we were hoping to be able to retain, but qualifying offers just weren't enough to cut it for some of those guys. So we lost our backup point guard. Luckily, we had a different backup. And our two-way point guard from last season got to a 71 at just 21 years of age. And he was willing to sign a second two-way contract, which is great because he gives us that extra depth at the point guard position. Plus, hopefully we'll be able to sign him long-term down the road. So looking at the roster as it is in year two of the relocation, we have D'Angelo Russell, Ryan Grant, and Alexei Joseph. Shooting guards Donovan Mitchell, Davin Reed, Quinn Augustine, who is our rookie, and then Shane Bailey or Shane Daly. We have R.J. Barrett, small forwards, Patrick Baldwin, Nasir Little, and Murray Alexander, who's our two-way player. Power forwards Ian Mobley, sorry Isaiah Mobley, and Musa Diabate. So those guys are obviously playing pretty pretty well. We got Moses Brown as our center. We also still have Victor Wembanyama. We did end up trading for that European prospect, the center, so Pavlo Kolomak. He actually has two years of a Euro stash. By the time he gets over here, though, he'll be very, very good. And if we lose any of the other centers by at that point, it'll be the perfect time to bring him over. So pretty solid squad. One thing we haven't done much in this Hornets rebuild or this Hornets relocation is take a look at how they view us power rankings-wise. So NBA.com has us as the third best team going into the season. 2K Sports has us as the 25th team, which is kind of surprising. And Mark Spears has us as, boom, number one in his power rankings, although he tends to view us maybe a little too favorably at times. Jumping ahead now to the halfway point of the season, and hopefully this team can continue the regular season success and springboard that into success in the playoffs for the first time since we started this. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. We are the NBA 2K League show in the midst of our Charlotte Hornets relocation, now the Las Vegas Hornets. All right, so year two as the Las Vegas Hornets so far has been a complete success. Team looks awesome, 35-16. and 16. Can't ask for much better than that. Nice thing is all our players are willing to re-sign that are able to. But unfortunately, the problem is we have no cap space to re-sign any of the players. So that's a little unfortunate. Luckily, we still have these players under contract for one more season after this. And hopefully something will work out in the offseason as far as uh, salary cap is concerned. But 35-16 and 16 is definitely something we're pretty happy about having. Pretty good roster. Pretty good start to the regular season. I mean, halfway through. It's tough to really argue that this, I mean, this has been a fantastic season so far. So we are beginning of February at this point, 91% team chemistry. 
We are 20 games over 500, which is huge. We will actually take a look. We don't normally do this necessarily, but take a look at the All-Star game just to see if any of our players did end up making the roster. So we have D'Angelo Russell made it for the second time, which is cool to see. He is on Team Carl Anthony Towns. Looking at the rest of, looking at the opposite end of the spectrum, the other side, it looks like, unfortunately, wow, that's the only player that ended up making it for our squad is just D'Angelo. Oh, no, and R.J. Barrett. I take that back. R.J. Barrett did make it. He's actually on Team Carl Anthony Towns as well. So not bad. Two players from our squad making the All-Star game. Probably a few others that were deserving, but there's so much talent across the board, just the way the game is set up when we're using user-created draft classes. All that talent, it's tough to really have guys break that, break into that All-Star game. So it's a little tough, but I'll take two. That's not too shabby at all. And again, that's part of the reason why we're as successful as we are. We are 38-16. and 16. Make that 39-16 and 16 currently. We actually started the season off it was right around 10-0, and 0, so we had a really good start to the season. Part of the reason why we've been as, as successful as we have been. So now we're passing the All-Star Games. We are almost through February. Team is sitting at 39-18. and 18. I think we got a pretty good shot of maybe taking the number one overall seed in the East. Maybe it, just in general, too, which would be really nice when it gets to the championship. We're already at 41 wins, so definitely the move to Las Vegas so far has proved to be very good for the regular season. We're hoping in year number two, it also proves to be good in the postseason. So far, it has not happened yet, even though I will say again, by far the most talented team in the league possibly, and yet it just hasn't accounted for wins in the postseason. So this is what we're hoping is going to be the, the season where it happens. Uh, it's been pretty consistent as far as wins and losses are concerned, although we're currently in the midst of a three-game losing streak, surprisingly. But we are losing to some of the better teams, Nets and Pacers among them. So 47-24 and 24 on our way to another 50-plus win season, which is going to help us out a ton. The nice thing is, again, there are no injuries, which could be part of the issue. But again, even with injuries turned off, we should still have the, the most talent top to bottom and one of the best in terms of depth and so there's no reason why we can't win games in the postseason 53 and 25 there are a couple games left in the season and we go oh and oh and two in the last two we've got two more so we beat the jazz we have one more game against denver which we do end up winning which is big 55 and 27 is the final record one game short of last season's 56 and 26 mvp is zion williamson we have Donovan Thurmond is your Rookie of the Year. Corey Patterson, sorry, Trey Patterson is your Sixth Man of the Year. Giannis, Defensive Player of the Year. Nick Richards is your Most Improved. And Coach of the Year is our coach, actually, Brad Stevens. So pretty cool to see there. Taking a look at the all-teams, all-NBA first team, all-NBA second team, and third team. We do not make any of the lists, unfortunately. How about all-defensive and no one makes the all-defensive team either, which is I'm a little surprised there, but it is what it is. How about the all-rookie teams? So all-rookie second team, four of the five players are 76ers. So obviously they've got a pretty bright future on that end. We ended up with the – so we actually moved over to the west by going into uh, the Las Vegas. We are the two seed. The number one seed is the Lakers. They were 56-26, and 26, so one game in front of us. We're taking on the seven seed – Golden State Warriors. So game number one, 
Unbelievable. So we lose game number one. So it appears that this team just and we're we're now down two games to zero. I I have no words to describe how ridiculous this is. Looking at the Warriors team, it's not that good. We are a million times better than they are talent wise, player wise. I I have no answers for why this team just cannot win games in the postseason. It is absolutely remarkable to me. We uh, oh, we won one. All right, yeah, three games to one. We are now down to the Golden State Warriors, a team that is vastly, um, un, you know, worse than us. Can we win game five? We won game five. All right. Can we win game six? Can we take it to seven games? Nope, we cannot. We have been eliminated. Absolutely ridiculous. I got to say, this is not t- this is not 2K's most shining moment. We are vastly superior to them in pretty much every single way, including coaching, and yet we cannot win games in the postseason. Uh, you know, we tried moving this Hornets team to another city, and while that has led to superior teams in the uh, regular season, it has still done nothing for the postseason. And no surprise, the Warriors lose immediately in the second round because their team's not that good. And the team they lost to is actually looks like going to win the championship or at least make it that far. Really, really frustrating. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see what it's going to take for this team to win games in the postseason. It's it's absolutely remarkable to me because it's not talent because it is by far the most talented team in the entire NBA in this simulation is our team. And it's and to be honest, it's not close. So talent hasn't made a difference. Coaching hasn't made a difference. Good training hasn't made a difference. So I'm very interesting to, interested to see what we can change uh, to make this team better. I, honestly, I think one of the big things is we got to get rid of Donovan Mitchell. I just think Donovan Mitchell is not a leader. Something about the way uh, his, you know, his virtual Donovan Mitchell exists, he just isn't able to get it done. And so I'm hopeful that maybe moving on from him and maybe even moving on from D'Angelo Russell actually at this point, maybe those two players just need to be replaced and we need to find something else that's going to take us to that next level. Maybe going with some sort of a pure point guard. You know, we maybe with like a Ricky Rubio type. Not Ricky Rubio, of course, because I think at this point he might actually be retired. But someone like that that's going to set other players up and play good defense. I think there's just got to be some sort of a change because so far what's, what's we're, what we're building here, despite all the talent in the world and all the good coaching, it is just not making a difference. So here we are in the offseason, starting off with league meetings. We'll see maybe, maybe some sort of change where we automatically move into the second round. Would that be a thing we could do? Uh, it is not, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, so jumping to the draft lottery where we should have, I hope, at least one pick in the lottery, but I don't know that for sure. We have, okay, this worked out as good as it could possibly. We have lottery odds. We have the, the best odds for the first pick, the second pick, and the ninth pick. So let's see what happens. And shocker, every single one of those picks moves down. That's not ideal. <laughs> but we do have a number of picks in the lottery, which is going to help us out quite a bit. We do have no staff signings that we need to take care of, which is good. So we can keep that, well, what should be a really high-end coaching staff, but obviously so far has done you know, literally nothing. We will you know, look to move on and, and grab a different point guard. We're going to maybe look to see maybe Julian Newman, who was recently Rookie of the Year, but we will make big changes here in the offseason and see what we can do in hopefully turning this roster around here in Las Vegas. You're listening to the Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and we are the NBA 2K League show working on our Charlotte Hornets, now Las Vegas Hornets, rebuild. 
All right, so we shook things up a lot going into this third season here with the Las Vegas Hornets. Lots of decisions had to be made, so looking at the point guards, we'll start there. We did get rid of our previous point guard. He struggled so much, we won't even, well, we'll say his name, D'Angelo Russell. We traded him for LaMelo Ball, actually, who's a 90 overall, 25 years of age. We also signed our two-way guy, who's listed as an offensive star, 75 overall, just 23 years of age, Alexi Joseph. And then we also have Garrett Sessions, who is a, a 20-year-old, 65 overall, two-way point guard. Looking at shooting guards, we have Quinn Augustine, Devon Reed, and Sheldon Hines. We did finally move on from Donovan Mitchell, who I just felt like maybe he was holding us back. Small forwards, we still have R.J. Barrett, Patrick Baldwin, Scotty Lewis, Nasir Little. And we actually, as part of a trade, took on Justice Winslow. But, you know, there's a lot worse things than a 29-year-old who's an 84 overall and can help out, uh, hopefully, on both ends. So I'm not too upset about that. At power forward, Isaiah Mobley, Musa Diabate, and we actually drafted Jorge Batistuta, who is a 82 overall, 20 years of age. He is he was the number one overall pick, actually, and we have him starting next season. He is going to be European in one season. Moses Brown is our center, backed up by Victor Wembanyama and Armando Bacot, who was an 81 overall, 24 years of age. He was part of one of our trades. And then rounding out the list is Dwight Watkins, who is our defensive center. So pretty good squad going into this one. Might as well take a look at the season statistics. Sorry, the standings more specifically. NBA.com ranks us as number one overall. 2K Sports, they are haters again. They have us at 22, which is a little better. So we'll take that. And then we have, wow, Mark Spears drops us all the way down to sixth. I think he understands that we just suck in the playoffs and he doesn't want to give us any credit yet. I don't blame him there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, simulating through to the trade deadline and all-star break, see how this team is doing, and we'll go from there. All right, so I'm hopeful that these changes we made made a difference. We are 40-13, and 13, by far the best we've been at this point in any of our seasons that we've done. I do want to take a look at our season statistics for players, specifically assists, because that's been one area where we I feel like we're not getting the production. And out of the point guard position anyways, we're still not getting it. Uh, as high as I'd like anyways. So LaMelo Ball, just 4.8 assists per game. I mean, I'd like more than that, but here's the deal. I think this is part of our problem, and maybe it's not necessarily a problem, but it's just one way to look at it. So he's 4.8, but then you have Patrick Baldwin, 4.2, R.J. Barrett, 4.2, Mobley's 3.1, Brown is 3.0. So a lot of our players are getting assists. I mean, if you look at all the players that are getting minutes, even the worst guy, our like backup, backup power forward, is still almost getting an assist a game. Justice Winslow's getting one and a half. Nasir Little's getting almost two. You're getting uh, that Victor Wembanyama is getting 2.2. Scotty Lewis, our backup wing, getting almost three. Moses Brown, our center, like we talked about, three. So you're getting assists across the board. One thing that'd be interesting to see is team statistics. How do we rack up against some of the other teams? So we are second overall in the entire NBA as far as record is concerned. So I'm interested to see how we are, let's see, defense-wise. So we are allowing, we are the best defensive team in the league at 105.1. As far as points per game, we are looking at, we're sitting sixth in the league. So we're the best defensive team. We are sixth in points per game, which is really, really good. I mean, there's not much you can complain about there. We are third in the league in three-pointers made. We are third in the league in three-pointers attempted. We're actually attempting 38, no, sorry, 36 
a, a game at 39% clip, which is which is pretty fantastic. We are we're not number one in the league for three point percentage. We're actually pretty far down. We're one of the one of the worst actually. We're sitting at yeah, sitting at 20th. So we're at 39% almost. Number one team is 41%, which is pretty crazy. One thing I'm interested in though is going to be assists per game. So assists per game, the top team is at 32. We're 13th. I'd like to be higher on that list. I would like to be better at this. Now, I will say the top, the team that's, let's see, looking at the statistics. So the team that's seventh is not even a full point ahead of us. So we're right in there. I guess we're only three behind the top team. And we're actually only about one behind the third team. So we're right in there. We're in the mic- we're in the thick of things as far as assists are concerned. So that's not too bad. I think that's a pretty solid place to be. So the top defensive team, which is generally what I do try to get, is a really good defensive team. And then a pretty good offensive team. And being third in the league, come on, that's as good as it gets. We are not going to do any trades. We will take a look and see if we can do any sort of – uh, moving players, sorry, is as able to bring them into contract extensions. Although I don't know that anyone's going to be available to do it. It looks like we do have some extra cap space now. So we were able to sign Nasir Little and Moses Brown. Those were the players. That, oh, and Devon Reed actually would re-sign. And because he's not actually asking for much money, I think it's worth it to keep him in terms of depth. And it actually keeps our chemistry a little better too. Chemistry is currently at 95%. Again, our record is 40 and 13. And we are going to start up the second half of the season. We did just lose a close one to the number one team in the league. That is the Suns. We lost 110 to 108. So pretty good considering how good they actually are. There are a number of wins ahead of us. That's going to be a team to beat. They end up making, if they didn't win actually last year, I think, the, the entire championship. So that's something to watch for too. We just beat the Grizzlies, which is good because we have their pick next year or the year after that. So that's going to be uh, pretty important that they stink because we want that higher pick if we can help it. 44 and 16 so far. So looking pretty solid through 60 games. Not much better than that. We are just a week through March. So we're, we're coming down to the wire here. We got about a month left in the season. 47 and 17. This is definitely looking like it's going to be the earliest we've reached 50 wins. An outside chance of maybe getting to 60 wins. We lost another close one to the Suns. That team definitely has our number. I'm very interested to see what that team is, what they consist of, what their roster is, because I'm a little surprised that they've been able to play so well against us. Looking ahead, we just lost to the Thunder, but we uh, we just hit 50 wins. So 70 games in, we hit 50 wins. Again, we still have a tiny outside chance of hitting 60. It's going to be tough, though, because you can't really afford to lose any more games. 52 and 21. It's going to come down to the wire. And oh, we just lost one. So we could finish 60 and 22. We could still do it if we don't lose any more games. So we get an outside chance of doing it. Just beat the Clippers, the Blazers. Coming up, we have the Lakers. Beat them. Now the Bulls. We take it to them as well. 57 and 22. We are guaranteed at least to get the best record we've ever had. Can we get to 60? Last game of the season, and we did it. 60 wins, 60 and 22. Absolutely fantastic. Anthony Edwards is your MVP looking at these superlatives. Rookie of the year, Dino Popovich. Sixth man of the year is our guy, Patrick Baldwin, putting up some solid numbers. Defensive player of the year is, again, Giannis. So he's been dominating. Brandon Ingram is your most improved. And coach of the year is Mike D'Antoni, who is actually back with the Suns, his former team. Looking at the all-NBA teams, I'm hoping we make one of these lists this time. We do. 
RJ Barrett makes all NBA third team, so nothing wrong with that. Looking at the all defensive team, you know, it's surprising. We have the number one defensive team in the league, and we don't have anyone on these lists. So it must just be a really good scheme uh, set up by Brad Stevens and then our other coaching staff. So obviously we're doing something right there. Looking at the all rookies, we wouldn't really necessarily make that list just given you know, who we have. So here we go. So the Phoenix Suns are the one seed. We are the two seed. Phoenix was, wow, 65 and 17. That is a squad. I'd love to see what they're working with as far as roster is concerned. If we come up against them, we'll be able to take a look. But the key right now is to get past the first round. We are taking on a, the lowly Timberwolves. They are the seven seed at 47 and 35. So we have 13 more wins than them. Hopefully this is our chance to take it to the next step. We are up one game to zero. One game to one. So, again, we just struggle in the postseason. It's the most ridiculous thing. Two games to one, we are up. We took the first game in Minnesota. Three games to one. Is this going to be the final chance? Do we finally move on? And we do. <laughs> we finally made it to the second round. And actually looking ahead, the Phoenix Suns are taking on the Warriors. They are the one seed. Warriors, the eight seed. They are down three games to one. I'd be very intrigued to see if Phoenix loses this one. And Phoenix does lose in the first round of the playoffs. So I got to go back and see what this team looked like at such a good record. So the Suns have Devin Booker, someone named I. Taylor, who is a, must be a computer player. You have DeAndre Ayton. They ended up getting Jalen Green. That's been a big part of it. Again, Jalen Green is a big reason why teams have success. The Warriors, on the other hand, are still sitting with a lot of the same players you would know. So that'll be interesting there. Now, in the second round, we are taking on the Utah Jazz. They are 56-26. and 26. So not a bad squad. We take the first game 1-0, to zero. second game 1-1, one to one. so it is all tied up going to Utah. Utah takes game number game number 3, we are down 2 games to 1, and we tie it up taking the second game in Utah. Can we take the first game in Las Vegas? We can, so 3 games to 2, and do we move on? We do, we move on, we are at the Western Conference Finals. This is by far the best we have done. I mean, obviously, we hadn't even made it past the first round in any of the other years. I, again, I'm going to say it. I do think that Donovan Mitchell was holding its back. Looking at the Warriors squad, let's see. So we're taking on the Warriors just lost. We're taking on the Denver Nuggets. I'm curious to see who the Nuggets have. So it's Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., Jalen Hands, John Collins, Jamal Murray. So a lot of their same players. Uh, Gary Harris is also making out that roster. So a pretty good squad. I think we, I mean, we have a better team, but again, that hasn't always made a difference. First game goes to Las Vegas. We are one game to zero. Game number two against the, uh, we lose game number two. We really struggle to build any sort of momentum here. Uh, we are down two games to one. Can we take game four? All right, two games to two. This is, so it's tied two games to two. Can we take game five again? Game five goes to, uh, Denver does win the game in Las Vegas. We're going to have to win in Denver if we're going to have any shot. Three games to three. So game number seven is going to take place in Las Vegas. Can we make it to the championship? And we cannot. Unfortunately, we do lose. And we were the superior team. For some reason, 2K19 just does not like this squad as assembled. But making it to the Western Conference Finals is a step in the right direction. I do think getting rid of D'Angelo Russell, I do think getting rid of Donovan Mitchell was big. Our chemistry was actually a little lower, 91%. Part of that is when you lose games, you definitely drop it a little bit. So I'm hoping that this was a step in the right direction. And going into year number four here in Las Vegas is going to be where we actually get something done big time and win a championship. 
But I do think moving from Charlotte has proven to be obviously a step in the right direction and or getting rid of some of these other players. I think we're dragging us down a little bit. And so hopefully year number four is going to be where we get it done. On the plus side, the Nuggets do win the NBA championships. So we've got that going for us. Finals MVP is Nikola Jokic. So there's that. We jump into the offseason. We have the league meetings, which maybe something will get changed. Wow, we had a few things get changed, actually. So the goaltending rule, once the ball hits the rim, any player can legally make a play on the ball. That is actually the same as the international rule. That got changed. So, And then offensive and defensive key violations are changed from three seconds to five seconds. Again, they don't ever call it with three seconds. I don't know what five seconds is going to do. That's just another rule that's not going to make a difference. So... Jumping to the draft lottery, do we have another shot at a top pick? We are. We have the. We have the best odds to get the number two overall pick in the lottery, and we move back just one. But we're still the third pick's not bad. We also have our own pick. Nope. We we actually traded our own pick, so we only have the third pick. But that's not bad, and that's that's a key part to building a team in this is trading for future picks in order to you know hopefully get something done in that regard. Brad Stevens, we are going to try something different here. We are going to try grabbing Steve Kerr. Maybe Brad Stevens wasn't the answer. Again, it shouldn't make a difference, although it looks like Brad Stevens is willing to re-sign, hopefully, but Steve Kerr is not. We, we don't have any chance of signing Steve Kerr, it looks like. We could actually try to make an offer for both and see if one of the coaches takes the deal. I don't love our chances in either scenario because we're pretty far below what they're hoping to get which is not ideal. Brad Stevens does stay, so that's good. We keep Brad Stevens. We'll take that. So he at least we're able to keep our, our coach and keep that team intact. And we didn't have any other staff members to sign. Jumping ahead to the draft, the pre-draft workouts, we're going to see what kind of talent we're looking at. The, oh, the top overall player, his name is Pablo Kalamak. He actually, I believe, was the player we had originally, but we, we, were, not able to re, we were not able to keep him. So we actually drafted him two seasons ago, but then the, the game said we had too many European players, which we obviously weren't going to choose to keep. We had to make one decision, and we decided to keep the guy we drafted last year who was actually better. So there's some pretty good talent. We might actually have a chance of getting him again, that Pavlo player, but he's actually done. He has no more uh, overseas contracts, I believe, so he can actually come over right away. I guess we'll see once draft pick time comes. And there's a couple other good young prospects. So it's a pretty good draft to have a top player. Makes sense that we'll actually take whoever actually ends up being available. I'm kind of hoping they take the they end up drafting the European player first or second because that'd be nice if someone else was available to us. Let's see. Taking a look. Nope, they do let him pass. So we could actually take him again if we wanted to. He is by far the best player available. But we do have other centers that we're waiting on. He is 23 years of age and 82 overall. He's considered a tenacious rebounder. We also have a, a pretty good point guard that we could grab. And I think that's the direction we'll maybe look. The issue you run into with this point guard, six foot one, six foot five wingspan. Not a lot of size. Whereas this Pablo Kalamak, what I like about him, seven foot seven wingspan, seven one height. You know, we're gonna take him. We had him before. We're gonna put our faith in him as a prospect. And hopefully he can maybe replace a guy like Moses Brown, who we're going to eventually lose. And he's got that size to be a really good, solid uh, defensive player. One thing that would be nice if we get a, a pretty good sized point guard, someone that's got a pretty good wingspan, 
is what I'm kind of hoping we can maybe grab out of this draft, but that's going to be a little tough because a lot of the guys don't have much for size. So we were able to draft a 20-year-old with a 6'9 wingspan, 6'2 for height. So that's not too bad. We do have one last pick in this draft. Probably not a lot of ten, like a lot of great options. There is a player named Bo Clemens. This is a second-round pick, 22 years of age. He's a C overall, though. Seven-foot wingspan, six-foot-nine, a power forward. Why not take him? Give us maybe a little bit of depth. We don't have to sign him if we don't want to. So I like what we were able to build out of this draft. I think we're pretty solid as far as our team is concerned. I like our depth. If we lose some players, I think we're going to be sitting pretty. Looking at that Damian Wright, the point guard we took, he is a 67 overall at 20 years of age. That's not bad. We'll definitely sign him. That Bo Clemens, the power forward, he's a 67 overall at 22. That's not ideal. I think we're going to end up declining him. And then we have that Batista, two-way superstar, power forward, small forward. How about this? 21 years of age, he's an 89 overall, and he'll be coming over to join us this season. So, again, drafting players that are European stashes can really help your team out in terms of uh, becoming better down the road. Something to consider. We're going to simulate through the rest of the offseason, come back into season number four, and hopefully we will win a championship. We really had to do some cap finagling to get this roster to where it is now. It was a little tough, so we'll see how it works out. Point guards, we have LaMelo Ball, Garrett Sessions, Damian Wright, and then we have a two-way player, Ken Clayton. Shooting guards, we have D sorry Quinn Augustine and Trayvon Blewett. Blewett is 31 years of age, just a 75, but he is an A-plus three-point shooter, and he's on a min deal. He was our last player to get to 14 players. Small forwards, we have R.J. Barrett, Patrick Baldwin, Scotty Lewis, and Leon Newsom. Four power forwards, we have Isaiah Mobley, Jorge Batistuta, and Robert O'Connor. Centers, we have Victor Wembanyama. Pavlo Kolomic, but he's not with the team currently. He has one more year in Europe. Dwight Watkins and Brian Grace. Ryan Grace is our two-way player, again, uh, center. So pretty good roster. We're going to jump ahead to the end of the season and see how this team can do in year number four. So the season finished, and again, we took a big step forward. How about this? 65-17 and 17 for a record. We have MVP Anthony Edwards. Rookie of the Year, Sammy Moody. Sixth Man of the Year is our guy again, Baldwin. Does do it. Thank goodness we were able to hold on to him. Defensive Player of the Year, my goodness, Giannis wins it again. Dominating. And MIP is Boris Weber. Can't say I know who that is. Coach of the Year, by the way, is another player, or another coach I don't know, Aiden Anderson. Regardless, looking at the All-NBA teams, all-NBA 1, 2, and 3. We have Isaiah Mobley makes All-NBA third team. Nothing wrong with that. All-defensive team, even though we're, we're good defensively, again, no players make it. We finally get the number one seed in the West. We're taking on the eight-seed Mavericks. We're going to simulate the playoffs. We're just going to go right at it, not game by game. We're just going to hope for the best. So in series number one, we're up three games to one over Dallas. Can we move on? We do move on. Now we're taking on the Rockets, the four seed in round number two. Up 1-0, tied. We are up 2-1, tied 2-2. We are down 2-3, and unbelievable, 2K does it to us again. We have the best team in the league, and it's not even relatively close, and we still can't get it done. I, I, got, I have no answers for this. I honestly don't know what it's going to take for this team to get a championship. The Rockets, 
have a team of basically nobodies, and they still beat us. I, 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 have, I am without words. I am at a loss. Maybe we'll come back to this, but probably not, <laughs> just because I'm, I'm, I'm honestly just sick of the Hornets at this point and their refusal to win. So I think we've determined now being in Charlotte was a problem for the regular season. Donovan Mitchell and maybe D'Angelo Russell were also problems as far as the postseason goes. And then the rest of it is just the Hornets franchise itself is cursed. That's the only thing I can think of. So on that note, I think we're going to end it. I, I can't use the Hornets anymore. Again, you've been listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. We are the NBA 2K League show. You can find us on Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel Wednesdays and Thursdays at noon central time. So keep that in mind. You don't want to miss us each week as we cover the NBA 2K League. We also do things like this where we do 2K19 simulations or we go over things such as my team, my player, that sort of thing. If you miss our show on Dash Radio, we can be found in podcast form on places like Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all of the above. Any place great podcasts are found. And until next time, keep it 2000. Hey, Kevin Draves here with The Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth Speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Introducing the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio. The Roadcaster Pro is a true world-first all-in-one console solution for podcasters of all levels. Featuring four microphone channels, Bluetooth, USB, and TRRS inputs, eight color-coded sound effect pads, four high-power headphone outputs, and more. The Roadcaster Pro is professional podcasting made easy. Available in stores this December. Visit www.road.com for more information. Once again, that's www.rode.com. Away from your team's first right, title. Right, it's only right. one quarter till your name hangs with idols. Preparation, everything, fundamentals, vital. Each game is survival. Never be true. I ride a diesel through your town like the Miami Heat. South Beach, they be showing us nothing. Takes it up. Oh, yeah, man. Right. It's a rip.